Let's say Roll Tide 10 times. Welcome back to TapsCon. And I know you got a little cursor there. Of course, we're going to say Roll Tide. Always going to say a little bit of Roll Tide. Man, we're here in San Antonio uh, for a great event. Uh, it's just been an absolutely wonderful day. I didn't get to see the new athletic director stuff, but I bet there was a lot of learning going on there. Uh, but it's been amazing what TAP staff has, has been able to do to to make this the event for our coaches, uh, the fine arts people, the athletic directors. Um, it's just it's been really, really good. So with us right now is the, our leader, uh, the president of TAPS, uh, Brian Bunzelmeyer is here with us right now, and I want to spend a little bit of time uh, talking to him about this. Uh, you know, you got a lot of sponsors that we probably need to say some thank you to. Um, you know, you got to say a lot of thank you to the people that pay the bills, so mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know that. You know, it's been good. With This is that fifth year of the convention. We had to take that COVID release and not come last year, but more and more folks see us as a value. They see this as an opportunity to get to their purchasers. So it's been great to have VEO and our mortgage management folks and Children's Health Andrews Institute on site again, helping with some training. So glad to see all those folks. Let's talk about this, the organization a little bit, right? So I've been talking with coaches a little bit um, throughout the day about this and what, not necessarily who TAPS is, but the visibility that we now have, how large we are. I still don't think people maybe outside of our state maybe inside some a little bit don't really know who we are and what we do and the type of students that we have the type of organization that we have you know i've been a part of taps now for 18 19 years so i've seen the growth you know particularly from the time when you um taken over uh and the notoriety that we have but Man, there's just so many good things. It, students are coming through, athletics, the, the fine arts. I mean, we're putting out a lot of caliber people, and we got a wide variety of schools. You know, when, when you talk to these people, and you got Baptist schools, Catholic schools, Methodist schools, non-denominational schools. It's kind of a big melting pot that, you know, I think we're all going to be proud of. I think it's probably what they envisioned when they said, send us your everybody to America. I think TAPS encompasses that. We're 230 nonprofits. We're 230 individual schools. A uh, school right down the street from another may have a totally different demographic as to who they're recruiting. Uh, we have those that cost a whole lot of money to go to and those that don't cost a lot of money to go to. Uh, I think the common ground is that our schools offer a value add. I think they offer you the value of a smaller environment. I think they offer you the value of an excellent education, and they offer you that value added success in the future. If you apply yourself, then you're going to be trained and ready to go. I think that's true in our fine art competition. I think it's true in our athletic competition. As with anything, we have all levels. We have those that are just glad to be able to put a team out there, and then we have those that are upset if they lose a game or lose a quarter or whatever it happens to be. But I think we have that opportunity as an organization to celebrate everybody. Uh, we have an opportunity to celebrate individual activities, whether it's singing, whether it's dancing and, and doing a solo, uh, tennis and golf, whether it's that, or being a part of a team uh, and being able to do many things. So when I grew up, you changed the length of your sleeves or the length of your pants. You went from football to cross country and then to basketball. You did a little swimming and then you jumped into baseball or softball or track. Uh, and I think that that's uh, something that some of the larger oper- schools don't have an opportunity to do that anymore. If you've got four or 5,000 students in your school, 
you're probably going to have to cut some kids. And uh, I think a lot of our schools are still able to offer multi-opportunities. And I think it's special when you can be in baseball and choir. Uh, I think it's I think it's really big. You don't see it anymore, even on the public school level, where you have the football kids playing in the in the band or playing in the drum line. Uh, but you know the way our schools work, they make it work. Sometimes you'll have the the football player that's out there at halftime or whatever performing, or, and you have the cheerleader that's in the band or whatever as well. So I think sometimes we're throwback to the 50s and 60s and maybe a gentler time, but we do it at a higher level. Yes, sir. So how do you how do you how can you put this in perspective of the size of our organization? You know, how do you compare this to, you know, another state or, or something? Where where are we really at with? Well, we're high schools only, so I think that makes a, a difficult time to sometimes compare. The UIL here is in our own state is fourteen hundred and something high schools, and they're the largest in the nation at what they do. We're two hundred and thirty high schools. So obviously we're smaller than the UIL, but we're still able to spread between the 800 miles from, I say it all the time, from Brownsville to Amarillo is 800 miles and from Beaumont to El Paso is 800 miles. We spread our schools between all the cities that we can in between, and we still offer a level of competition. We are somewhere in the middle of the pack. We're the, the 28th or 30th largest organization, if you just count high schools of what we do in the nation. Uh, and I, I like to think of us that we've grown into being one of the preeminent premier operations of what we do. Uh, I think the value that we add to schools is not only you're going to compete, you're going to be able to compete at a high level. Uh, I think our championships rank right up there with, with the best of them. Uh, I, you know, sometimes we may not be in the, the best uh, the comparable venue, uh, but at the same time the competition isn't about the venue, the competition is about the field to play and the young men, men and women that are down there. That's right. We do have great championships, you guys. I just think we're we're top notch um, with that, and again, that's commended to to your staff, you know, and you guys and what you guys do. We're very thankful for that. I, we probably don't say it enough, but we are. You know, I know there's a lot of challenges when you're trying to run an organization like this with a lot of different minds of you know athletic directors, principals, presidents, and all that kind of stuff, and you know, just to you know continue to have the the family feeling of an organization like this. You know, well, 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 think about it as well. In, the, in a lot of states, you have to be a full-time educator to be a coach or to be a sponsor or whatever. In TAPS, we don't have that requirement. Now, an individual diocese or school may, but over 62, 62.5% of our coaches and sponsors are part-time or stipends, so they make a living doing something else. I make a living as a banker or I make a living as a whatever, but my passion is athletics or my passion is fine arts, and I'm able to come in and be a part of it. We have people that have been on Broadway that are teaching one-act play and teaching speech in our schools. Uh, even here, we've got Olympians that are here from multiple countries that are able to speak. Uh, just like yourself, I'm able to look back across and in baseball and in football see those that have played at the highest level of the game to be able to give back their passion to young men and to young women uh, and, and in, a, in a different opportunity. Uh, I never played past that high school level, but I, I, I'm consider myself a pretty good high school coach I can't speak to what the college experience is like I can't speak to what the professional experience is like but I think having folks like yourself that can come in and be a part of this group of this larger community we call TAPS we've got 6,000 coaches sponsors and, and academic advisors whatever you want to call us at TAPS it's a pretty unique group of people 
we've had some that have succeeded and have the gold medal, and we've had some that put a foot in the show for a couple of three days. Uh, we've got a couple of coaches in baseball that were 20-year minor league players. They never got to see that ultimate goal. Uh, but then to be able to come back and impart wisdom and, and whatever, I think it's just phenomenal. Oh, that's awesome. So I, I want to hit on one, one thing before I you know, let you scoot back and get to visiting with the participants. Um, the differences in states, right, with, you know, we're our own private school organization. You know, though there's multiple ones in Texas, but we're the you know, biggest and largest by far. Um, a lot of people that are listening to this don't understand what that's like because their private schools play with the public schools. You know, are there any unique challenges or are there any advantages to being who we are or, you know, what do, what do you – what do you think about those type of differences when you don't play in the I think when you're combined private and public because the, the demographic and the way the schools operate functionally are different. Whether it's vocalized well or not, there's got to be some discontent. There's got to be some, why do they get to do that when I have an attendance zone? Why do they get to do that when I have to do this? I think that what TAPS over the years has become in the 47, 48 years we've been around I think that what TAPS has become is we are large enough to be a viable organization that's respectful of the National Federation of High School Rules. Our schools are much more alike between themselves than they are between the public schools. And so I think by seeing that, the public schools in Texas have had the ability to realize a strong private school group is very important to their success. And we realize that a strong public school group is responsible for us. So over the years, our schools are still able to play in non-district and in tournament play and whatever. I think we get along well because we're not fighting for the same ball. Yes. Uh, we're not fighting for the same trophy. Uh, we have different restrictions, but we're similar. And I think as long as TAPS and as long as our leadership can continue to find ways that we're alike and to keep those things in line, then I think we can work our way through our differences. So having the ability, uh, I'll throw a shout out to the Texas High School Athletic Directors Association, great association for our athletic directors because it's public schools, it's private schools. And when you take the coach element out and it's just the athletic director, everybody has the same problem. How am I going to pay for officials? How am I going to buy uniforms? What's it going to cost every time I turn on the lights on the football field? Because my finance guy is going to come talk to me, whether I'm public or private, and tell me to quit turning on the lights at the football and the baseball field if I don't need them. It's costing me money. So I think those are some ways that we have worked around. I think in the other states, I think it's also it's, it's different when are you going to allow homeschool participation? Are you going to allow other things? And, you know, along with TAPS, both the UIL and TAPS have been able to work together to march down a similar path, which I think gives us strength together. Uh, I think when we play schools that are outside, it is totally amazing to them that we play separately. Yet, I think it would be totally amazing to our schools if you're an athletic director or coach here to go somewhere else and realize that my school has 400 kids, but I'm putting the top division and I'm playing the school of 6,000. I think that would just amaze me if I could compete. So. <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. Well, I, I really do appreciate it. it, it but last one. How would you get into this part? I've been asking the coaches all the time, and I know you've coached and you've played, but this path, how, how did start with you to you know I did not intend to be where I am today I will say that entirely true uh, the first part of my career was as an insurance adjuster and insurance solicitor I was in agribusiness I love the farming lifestyle I love all about it uh, 
somewhere along that time, um, I decided I wanted to coach. And I began coaching and uh, helping out, being that volunteer. The same guy that we have that's coaching in TAPS today, I was that guy. I volunteered and whatever. Uh, I made a midlife crisis change and went from a really high-paying job to a really low-paying job. Uh, but as I grew up, I became a principal. I came through that realm. And uh, when Mr. Burleson decided that it was time that he needed help, uh, I was very fortunate that uh, he said, you know, you need to be one of the people we talk to. So 16 years ago, Mr. Burleson, uh, I will say, convinced me that this was an opportunity. And uh, But I've enjoyed every minute of it. I miss the kids on a daily basis. But... Being here and being able to see what the kids can do and the coaches can do. I like to say now I coach coaches and coach athletic directors. So it's just the kids a little bigger and the game's a little harder. But that's what got me here. Well, I, we're very glad you're here. And, you know, typically I end it with saying, asking for someone to, to tell us one thing about them, about you that people might not know. And I might do that, but i got to tell one that I think people don't really know because I don't know how people know how much you really can eat. <laughs> This dude be putting down some food, man. Some food. Two steaks, couple potatoes. I mean. High metabolism, man. High metabolism. <laughs> it just rocks you through. So it's a good thing. Yeah. Oh my I'll slow down one day. I turned 60, so I got to start being careful on what I put in my body. So well, you're still good. slim. And you're tall, <laughs> tall you, man. I know people see you walking around with 6'10 when I can stand up straight. 6'10, man. I wanted those extra two inches, but God had another plan, so I stopped where I was. But I've been 6'10 since I was 14. So uh, I, I will say in the world of life, and that thing that most people may not know or whatever, 6'10 and 155 pounds when you're 14 years old is uncomfortable. Uh, 6'10, 155 pounds when you're a senior in high school is uncomfortable. So it took me about 25, until I was 25, 26, to be comfortable with who I am. And then, you know, at some point to embrace that everybody's going to notice me. I don't mean that to be uh, not humble, but folks notice me when I walk in a room. Uh, and I think that it's very unique that, uh, you know, I have found comfort in that. So to anybody out there that's, that's ever had that little thing that they don't feel quite right about, give it time and give it patience. And it may be your greatest attribute before you realize it. So no, That's a good word, man. Well, thank you for your time. Come to spend a little bit of time with our listeners today. Uh, this is a great convention. I hope that more coaches will be here next year, more athletic directors, fine arts directors, and all those things. This has been the best in my 18 years, I believe. Um, and that's you know a compliment again to to you all, San Antonio, for being great hosts uh, for us as well. And this this is definitely something that um, all of us are proud of. Uh, we've learned a lot, some tremendous speakers, and uh, man. Just get you energized, get you ready get you for going. August. It's coming up going. quick. It's coming up <laughs> quick. So hit that dead week coming up here in a little while. Get you decompressed. Let your kids decompress. And it'll be showtime. Oh, man. Really quick. It's going to be good. Yes, sir. It's going to so, be good. Brian Bunzelmeyer, everybody. Thank you very much, sir.